lies in the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Top of the Food Chain. And now your host, he's one part mohawk, two parts attitude, and a touch of what the f***, it's Al Mancini. Wow, and yes, I am your host, Sal Mancini. You are on top of the food chain on the Vegas Video Network, and I'm having one of those weeks that's just too damn busy to come up with a joke to open with. So tune in next week, I'll have one. Anyway, in the meantime, you're watching the Vegas Video Network. This is Top of the Food Chain, and um, we are the home of all cool Las Vegas programming, thanks to my boy Scott over there in the back. And you can find it all at VegasVideoNetwork.com. We've got about eight or nine shows going on over there. You can find them all on iTunes, you can find them on YouTube, you can listen to us at KSHP AM every Friday night, except for the people that curse a lot. Apparently Scott takes them off. He doesn't put the ones with the foul mouth, so, so I'm going to have to behave myself today. If you're listening on KSHP AM, you can give a call. We won't answer it live, but we'll answer it next week. It's 866-966-4599. I've yet to get a call. Seriously, talk dirty to me, people. I just need something. I need some kind of love. I need something coming from that listener line, because nothing. You can also email for future shows, and that is food at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Don't talk dirty there, but if you want to send Anthony Wiener-like pictures, that's fine. We're cool with that. We'll show them, even, because that's not on the radio, and we're allowed to show that. But if you are listening, watching, and doing the whole thing right now, you are lucky bastards, because it is live chat going on. I've got John Curtis here, and we all hate him, so you've got to have something nasty to say about him. I also have Chef Gary Lamort. I have Jolene from Sloppy Joe's. We're talking food trucks. We're talking world's great chefs. We're talking idiot food journalists, and you can decide which, which one it is, me or John. There's going to be a lot going on, so get in the chat room right now. In the meantime, Scott, do I need to plug anything else? Roku? Um, that was good. Roku's yeah, good. We got all kinds of stuff. So, Scott, how are you? Uh, again, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I live a happy life with happy people around me. And people drinking. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> why would we be here if you didn't have booze, Scott? Exactly. <laughs> and why would you have me on the show if I didn't occasionally bring I, booze? Usually so. people won't hang out with me unless I provide them booze. Yes. Yeah, so how was your week, man? Good, busy. We're uh, rehearsing a new show uh, for the network, a five-day-a-week show. So we've been rehearsing like crazy on that. And um, So us once-a-weekers are going to be kind of relegated to ooh. no attention from Daddy anymore? Oh, no, no. I have plenty of attention for you, my brother. <laughs> I'm <laughs> watching you like a hawk. It's <laughs> because I always bring the booze, Scott. That's, it, baby. That's why. So, um, well, As a I've, matter of fact, I'm still drinking the beer from uh, last week. Oh, and the big in growler? The yeah, that he told you not to keep for more than 16 yeah, hours. What are you going to do? Uh, well, Bubba, sorry about that, man. I tried to teach this guy some It was a good beer, too. It, yeah, I mean, those are great beers over at Barley's. Did you have some? So, um, I don't know. I, I really want to get to the show, man. I've, I've had a great week. Uh, Franck Savoie got married. Mm. I didn't see you there. I wasn't invited. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, if I don't bring booze, nobody invites me anywhere. It's a select ticket, man. It, um, it was great. Guy Savoie was there. Big news. Um, release party for my new book is going to be held 
on um, November 14th at Restaurant Guy Savoie, and Guy personally changed his schedule so he could be there. And people, the reason I'm telling you this, well, because I feel really cool, but the other reason I'm telling you about this is um, if you're doing nothing else today, Dish of Las Vegas is happening at the Palms. It's $150 if you buy tickets at the door, 100 I don't know if you can still get them online for that price. 23 great restaurants, and you can bid in the silent auction for two tickets to come to the restaurant, or excuse me, the book release party at Restaurant Guy Savoie. So, Scott, you're going to come over and put a couple grand down on that? Um, I don't have any booze, so no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, people, get to dish. We've got, we've got guests. Um, Scott, seriously, anything we need to talk about, or can I just get to people that have things Let's bring to say? these people on, baby. Okay, let's hit, the, um, let's hit the promo, and let's do it, man. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Phillips from Talk Tales, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. And if you stop by the studio, our producer Scott's going to buy everybody a drink. And we are back. Wow, Scott, you're doing well with the feedback there, man. Woo, metal. Anyway, I am back. We, this is Top of the Food Chain Vegas Video Network with perhaps the loveliest guest I have ever had oh. and another guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Jolene from Sloppy Joe's, the coolest, one of the coolest food trucks here in town. Thank you. And I've got Gary Lamort, one of my absolute favorite chefs on the entire planet, formerly of Andre's, and where is he of now? Well, we're about to tell you. Gary, do we have an announcement? Yeah, yeah I'm very, very fortunate in the fact that uh, uh, I was offered a really great opportunity with the MENA Group, and i um, very excited to uh, bring some of what we're doing in Las Vegas on a regular basis to the rest of the country. They're uh, going to be traveling with their corporate team. So guys, Gary Lamort is the man who, uh, Andre Rashad is a Vegas legend, but when you worked for Andre, at Andre's restaurant in the Monte Carlo, you really transformed his cuisine, and you made it hip, cool, trendy, experimental. And now you're going to work for Michael Mina, and you're going to be taking that thing nationwide, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and in the meantime, Jolene made food trucks sexy. I think so. There were no sexy food trucks. I like Rick over at Sliding Through, but He's when I see him, glasses. those glasses just, I don't know, they don't have me in the same mood as when I oh, see you slaving over. Bit. Yeah, I don't sweat nearly as much when I see him as when I see you. And I, I've got you guys here for a reason, together, and I want to talk about a bunch of things, but let's talk about what you do on Saturday nights, because we think food trucks, and that's sort of like, um, uh, you know, that's, that's lowbrow cuisine, and then we think Gary's, and that's highbrow cuisine, and you're bringing them both together. Trying to. Uh, I started the, the truck stop, the Saturday night truck stop, and I'm trying to do something that I would want to go to myself. I want to see chefs battling, uh, you know, and, and wonderful chefs. So it's fun for me because they're making a dish for food critics and, and guests out of the audience and whomever we choose, and then I get to eat it myself. So I'm a, I'm a happy person. And this happens every Saturday. Um, you go down to Tommy Rockers, the original Tommy Rockers, which is kind of under On the- Dean Martin. Yeah, Dean Martin, yeah. but it's sort of like you drive as if you're going to the Rio, and then you just make a quick right, and you're there. Right there. And it spent a little time trying to be a strip club, but that didn't work out. But Not Tommy so Rockers, a classic place. If you like bad 80s metal, Tommy's <laughs> always in there playing it, and it's a lot of fun. And you get about five food trucks in there every Saturday night. Yep. From like 10 to 4? 10 to 4 o'clock in the morning. We rotate them. Our busiest time is at 1.30 in the morning. Uh, and then we're adding the competition in there. So we're 
we're at the bar. We've got great beer specials. We have we're Sierra very Nevada. at the bar. Oh, we're at, at the, the bar. bar. <laughs> uh, Sierra Nevada, New Belgium. They they pour three dollar drafts for us, and then I rotate the trucks. So every week there's a variety of food, and then in the middle of it. Anybody that wants to, that really wants to throw down, can do it at any time. We had an impromptu uh, battle last week, and then our executive chef uh, edition is as often as I can make it happen. Yeah, and this, guys, this is serious. Um, this is the place where serious chefs go when they get off work. Right. I mean, I stop by, and there's the guys from Guy Savoie hanging out, right. the entire MENA group. Your yes. new bosses are all hanging yeah. out. Um, Gary, you've been down to it. I mean, we. This is where the guys that work the real kitchens go to get a little tipsy and have right. a little good time yeah. when they get off work. They and, love it. And now, Jolene, being as beautiful as she is, because I could never pull this off, <laughs> gets some of these guys that are the world's greatest chefs and gets these suckers to get in a hot, sweaty food truck right. and do a kind of battle of the chefs yeah. in food trucks. Right. Secret ingredients, they don't know what's going on, they have 30 minutes, it's, you know, it's sweating because it's tight in there, it's hot and tight in there, but uh, they, they have a blast. Really? You know yeah. I'm not allowed to be dirty. <laughs> you were going to be on the radio and Jolene's talking hot and tight. That's a, uh, chef, chef specialize in that. Chef sure. specialize in hot yes. and tight? Uh. Gary, you've been down to <laughs> these events, man? Yeah, the, uh, I think it's a great time. The, uh, when I initially heard about it, uh, um, I you know, kind of had to go. The, uh, the talent pool on both sides of the fence are excellent. The food is really good, and um, it's surprising to see the amount of people and the establishments they're coming from, and I think that this event kind of personifies and exemplifies everything that's really great about living and working in Vegas. Um, the density of the talent and passion that's here is uh, different than any of the other 10 cities I've lived and worked in. People wouldn't expect to see chefs from Guy Savoie hanging out eating food and truck they, food they after work and the, or the, the MENA group or any of these places. I mean, it's considered, you know, unheard of. You're supposed to be, you know, dirty little food truck girl, right. which we love you for, <laughs> and you're supposed to be fine dining boy. But it, it really crosses over here in Vegas. Yeah. Well, honestly, there's really not that. The divide is blurring. You know, what fine dining is, what casual dining is. Could you uh, tell that what, to John Curtis? He's going to be on soon because he the, doesn't like the divide blurring. I was having a, a conversation last night with actually with Brian Howard, who's a chef over at Comsa, who's uh, I'm competing against on Saturday night. Yes, we we're some definitely exciting plug surprises that. for you guys, so you guys should come check that out. The um, and it was about the divide, and there's there's products that you're seeing now transcend all different levels of restaurants that used to be solely for the nicest restaurants, and I think it has a lot to do with you know transportation. Um, becoming more efficient, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that, um, that just because you have a nice restaurant, uh, a nice location, I think that that doesn't mean a whole lot anymore. To well, that's what I'm wondering. Um, from your point of view, I mean, you've worked at Andre's. You're going to work for the MENA group. People are forecasting the death of fine dining. A lot of people talk, tell me all the time that it is the new, the new future is food trucks. How do you feel about it? Are we dead with the, you know, the multi-course meal and the Michael Mina trios and all of this stuff? Absolutely not. The, but I think what we're going to see is um, greater value and more opportunity. I think that you find restaurants now that are doing you know, $60, you know, five, seven course menus um, that are excellent, truly amazing. And I think that the, there will always be fine dining, you know, but it's always been a very small percentage of the population that actually dines there. The, um, but what I do see is the increase in quality of food 
on all levels. The, um, what's happening now on some of the food trucks is surprisingly delicious and ingenious and inventive. Um, and I think in the casual dining world, we're seeing a lot of places that would be considered a bistro or a brasserie and the stigmas that go with that. Uh, but go in and look at those menus. You know, go try the food. Some people, you know, Brian at Come Saw, it's spectacular. Well, I had, um, I had Lindsay Whipple on as a sommelier, and, um, you know, she's over at Cut. And she told, she told my viewers, and I think very important, she's like, yes, I sell $500 bottles of wine, but when I'm at home, I drink a $14 bottle of wine. And I think that's what people don't understand when they see chefs. And by the way, Jolene, I mean, you work at some incredible restaurants over the years. You worked at Nine Steakhouse, mm -hmm. um, STK, I mean, some incredible places. And people sort of think that, you know, these guys are my guests. You're going to think, oh, you only eat super fine dining. But at the end of the day, chefs and psalms and servers at the world's best restaurants really want to go and have good value for their money because you ain't making a million bucks, right. you know? Right. I mean, yeah. we're all on the same level, you know? We're all looking for a deal, for sure. Yeah. The tastiest food on the planet is peasant food. Right. And so, Joe, how... How'd you get into the food truck thing, and what was it like being a woman running it? Because obviously, you got a really sexy logo. Yeah. Um, well, you're a really sexy woman, of Thanks. course, and you got a really sexy logo. But um, was is it a boys' club to any extent? Um, I never really felt that way. I mean, it kind of comes across a little bit that way, but um, no one made me feel uncomfortable or anything like that. I mean, I work really hard, and I think everybody sees what I do, and it's, it's all good. I started doing this because I did want to lead into my own place, and I thought it was a great stepping stone and learning experience for myself to see if I had what it take, you know, to, to work that hard to, to make it happen. Um, and, and of course, to get my name out there. So, uh, it, you know, I decided to do it, and I, I put it together in eight months, and I went out there, and I balls to the wall ever since. Is the food truck thing over? I mean, that's what everybody asks me every day. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, in, in part of my mind at first, I was a little worried about it because it's a different market here to tackle. I think that we have to focus a little bit more on catering uh, and special events to make the money that we have to make to keep going just because the majority of our population and, and uh, the community in this town is on the strip. Um, and you know that, that's where everyone's walking. We really can't be there to to sell the food. But at the same time, going out to those guys can dress up like Wonder Woman, and they can be on this street. And they but can, you be, can't but be, but I can't. There. Right? For for 30 minutes, I can be, but it's really not quite enough time. So I, I started to uh, promote uh, the Saturday Night Truck Stop, and I'm going to all these restaurants and talking to chefs and bartenders. And then I realized how many people uh, in town have no idea even that there are food trucks. I was kind of, it, it I was kind like of, I couldn't the, believe it. So then I was like, well, maybe it is a little untapped, and maybe people aren't fully aware of exactly what we're doing and what we are producing, and that I am serving a great product, and I am serving organic chicken, and I'm serving a product that I get once a year that's special. And like, people just don't know that, and they see it and they pass by, but they don't take the minute maybe to stop because they just don't fully realize what's going on. So there, there's, you know, I think there's still room to grow. Well, I think we got um, growth. From the chat line, Scott, we got somebody that has a question. Yeah, Bill wants to know, is Jolene going to move towards a brick and mortar thing like uh, sliding through? Right. Uh, I am definitely considering it. Uh, it's something that I would not actually be in the back of the house. I would take, you know, I'd be the front of the house for sure, definitely. But I have a chef in mind that, uh, that wants to do something together. Yeah, that's my phone. Sorry, that's the barking dog sound is my phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do this with high end. You'll get your chance. High end audio. Yeah, John, we'll talk to you later. But, okay, <laughs> so you, this is what makes it fun. 
I'm the Uncle Floyd of food television, man. So, Joe, um, why front of the house as opposed to back of the house? Are you just tired of slaving over one of those stoves? A little bit. Uh, it's not something that, I mean, I love to cook for friends and for maybe 50 people, but the masses is not really exactly what I want to do. I feel like I'm more, you know, interacting with people and I'm very, you know, I've been in the restaurant business for 15 years and I've always been front of the house. So I think that I have that, you know, knowledge and whatever to know what people, like, you know, what they want, basically. And, and front of the house. And keep them happy. Front of the house to people out there is basically the people that you see. When you go into a restaurant, right. anybody I mean, you the, see the is in the front of the, of the house. Yes. Right. And the then the back of the house is what we call degenerates like Gary, <laughs> who hang out in a kitchen. And um, I they, stick my head out now and then. You do, for yeah. special guests, pretty much, right? Hey, Gary, how do you feel? I mean, just because we're talking front of the house, back of the house now. How do you feel about the way that chefs have kind of come to the front of the house in recent years? And I mean, you know, everybody says it was started with Bocuse, but, you know, it's definitely become pretty popular. I think people are wanting, uh, I think expectations for the entire industry are increasing. And um, I think people want, part of the experience they're looking for now is a relationship with the maitre d' or the general manager or uh, the chef. You know, it's, um, uh, it certainly makes people feel special. And um, I think that uh, not having a third party involved with the communication is very helpful. You know, okay. sometimes. Yeah. The, um, and obviously, like I personally enjoy hospitality uh, very much, so the, um, it's really gratifying to have positive conversations and you know, relay that feedback to the fish cook or whoever is appropriate. Um, well, guys, I know this has been a little kind of all over the board because I'm talking to people from two very different um, types of food, but let's remind everybody, this Saturday night, Yep. and Gary, you don't actually have a day job, so you don't even have to worry about waking up for it. You're, um, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're just going to wake up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Our, our mutual friend, Brian Howard, who I know you've been friends with for a long time, from Kamsa over the Cosmopolitan, David Meyer's restaurant, but Brian is the guy running it day to day. Um, you two are going to throw down in a food truck. Have you ever been in a food truck before? Inside. And not having, you know, not, not just making no. out with the chef or anything. No. Nope. <laughs> Now, so what do you think, man? Tell him, warn him. What's he got to expect? Well, I mean, I know because when I spoke to the two of them before at one of the last ones, they were like, uh, do you think we can maybe battle on the, on the same truck? And I was like, I, I don't think you really <laughs> want to do that. There's really no room on that truck to be sharing space to try to find things. And I know you want to make it difficult, but it, it is. It's, it's, uh, it's a tight spot. The end. <laughs> she, just keeps, she just keeps setting me up, and I can't knock them down. Can't do anything about no. it. No. Sorry. Um, so you're going to have Brian and Gary. About yeah. what time? Around 1.30. Okay. So we want all the restaurants to be off of work. We want their, their staff to be able to support them and to be there. So 1.30 is about a great time on a Saturday night. Uh, to get it started, so and we give them we give them five minutes to look at all the to look at all the trucks. They can go inside, see what ingredients are there. If there's a fryer working, a steam table, you know, working. whatever. It doesn't matter if there's working, a fryer. It's just does, if it's working. Absolutely, right? it may not try be on. Everything out. So you better be ready, because not yeah. Every day is a new challenge on a food truck. So they have five minutes to check it out. Then they'll flip for the truck that uh, that, that they get, and uh, and then we'll supply them with the secret ingredients. And Chef uh, Joshua Smith from Mila is picking the ingredients because he won the last battle. Uh, so you'll have that. I you'll have 30 minutes to go for it. With his fish the other day. I was holding his fish well, in a very lovely... I tried to make out with one of his lobsters, oh. but it didn't work. 
But keep the rubber bands on. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, this is spiny lobster, so no oh, claws. Yeah, no but, um, okay, well, look, we have to go. Here's the thing. I got the world's biggest jackass, John Curtis, coming on in a second. Yeah. And the thing that makes him a big jackass this week is he doesn't like people <laughs> with tattoos in nice restaurants. You guys have tattoos? I have a tattoo. Anything you could show us? Yeah. Okay, but let's it's, see. It's, oh, okay, it's okay. <laughs> no, no. It's on my left ass cheek. Now we but, have to. Okay. Now we oh, have I'm to. just joking. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. John doesn't mind tattoos when they're on hot women's left ass cheeks. <laughs> Gary? Uh, I, I just got one little one. Yeah, one little it one. It would involve me mostly naked, yes. Do you think chefs are going to spit in John Curtis's food now that he says he doesn't like tattoos? <laughs> no. No? Well, I think they are. Anyway, I'm going to let you guys go. I got John. Guys, we got a message, and we'll be coming back with John Curtis. Thanks. <laughs>
of fine dining. You know, John, the food should be for everybody, but at some point, you have got to agree that if they're putting forth their best as a diner, as a critic, as a writer, you need to put forth your best. John, the very first time that I was supposed to meet Joel Robichon, what? he was told by some of his people that they didn't want him to meet me because of the way that I looked. They didn't think, they, they were saying exactly what you're saying. You know what happened? I met Joel on my own, and now when I see Joel Robichon people, he Facebooks his picture of himself with me. Joel Robichon likes me. He doesn't give a crap what my hair looks like, or maybe he enjoys the way my hair looks. I dress up for dinner, Al, I dress appropriately, Al, Al, and Al, you Al, don't want Al, people Al, like me in Al, the room. Al, come on, would, do, would you want to be in a dining room at Joel Robichon or Guy Savoie or, or, or Gary LaMorte's restaurant, or, or STK, with, with, with a group of you know, biker dudes and goth chicks and tattoos John, how people do you do and t-shirts? First no. of all, no, the, not in a t-shirt. I would never go to Joe well, you, 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 you do have half a brain. I'll give you that. But if, but if what you're saying is, is, you know, is, is, is allowed to go crazy, then, then we're going to have nothing but Vince Neil you know, look-alikes invading uh, uh, restaurants. And you know what? They'll close up faster than, uh, you know, than, uh, uh, you know, a botulism. So uh, are, you, are, you, are you telling me that nobody with tattoos has class? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, uh, that the people who look edgy like you do, and you pull it off because you're a smart guy, but the people who look like you, who mimic you, and there's a certain, let's say, lower rung of society who, who look that way, I don't care how much money they are. All they're going to do is bring everyone to be a race to the bottom. Could we? And I don't want to drink great wine and eat fabulous food like Gary Lamorte or, or Jolene Cooks, you know, around a bunch of, of, of degenerate dudes. Could we please zoom in on John's half-ass beard right now? Please. For a guy no. that claims he has class, at least I dress up, you know, and I, my beard is well groomed. You look like you, know, you got is, off a bender, John. You know, this is, I kind of like this, though. It gives me that kind of edgy, you know, the most interesting man in the world look. You look like okay. you got off a bender. I'm shooting for You look like you got off a bender. Give me some credit, okay? I dress better than you at a typical restaurant. I, I act say, better uh, than you. Uh, 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 let's just, I mean, let's get to something else, okay? Because I'm no, no, actually, agree. here's, here's the right. thing. John Curtis went public this week, and it's on my Facebook page. Check he it out. And it's also no. And he said he didn't like the way that people with tattoos were eating breakfast, okay? Because of the way they were dressed and looking in a breakfast place in a three meal a day restaurant, okay? The funny thing is, people, the last time Michelle Richard, who owns this restaurant, world class chef. Last time I saw Michelle Richard and John Curtis in the same room, they were horrifyingly misbehaving in a high-end restaurant, screeching at the top of their lungs we along were with singing Bronx the French national anthem. What is more appropriate in Guy Savoie than singing the you French national anthem? You were horribly acting like asses. I was a little intoxicated. I'll give yeah, you that. So that in Guy Savoie, bothering people spending a thousand dollars for their dinner doesn't bother you, but someone simply having a nose ring getting a breakfast okay, bothers get, you, if, if you in a Michelle Richard you restaurant? You you're a hypocrite and an ass. Can we just talk about food instead of what, the way how I like you? Because you offend me by the way you look. I got something <laughs> we can agree on. see what the okay? people out there have to you know say. What I mean? <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> you didn't need the drink. Yeah, please carry anything. Uh, Scott, what's going on? Point, okay? Nate says, girls, girls, you're both pretty. <laughs> uh, he's, he, asks, how, he goes, how about food? Do you find the two of you have different tastes about food? Well, this is actually seriously something about food because you have 
badmouth the food truck movement. You do not like it when friends of uh, ours like Kerry uh, Simon. Wrong again, go, Buffalo Breath. But go ahead, finish. You don't like it when friends of ours like Kerry Simon go to comfort food. You think he should be doing fine dining. You don't seem to like comfort food. I don't like it when chefs uh, operate beneath their talent. That's what I don't like. And, and it pains me. Uh, I've never eaten Jolene's, let's say, you know, other stuff she's done, but if, if a chef like Carrie Simon or Gary you, Lamorte decides to do, uh, tries to do Sloppy Joe's, no offense to Sloppy Joe, or, 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 or fancy hot dogs, you know, that's like a, a concert violinist playing turkey in the straw in a bluegrass bar, okay? I'd love and to that see offends that me, in a okay? bluegrass bar. Yeah, well, that that, <laughs> that offends me because I think I mean, they spend all this time, you know, it's enormously hard to be a chef. We, we both, let's agree, we both have enormous respect for chefs yes. and how hard they work and how hard they train. And when you see them at the top of their game and you know how hard they've worked and then they decide, and I have good friends who shall remain nameless who have done this, who decide, you know what I want to do? I want to have a burger joint. I go... Why? Because you're just cashing in. You've, 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 you've cooked a Toigro and, 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 and Garnier and Robichon, and now, now you want to cook hamburgers? I think you're doing yourself a disservice, and, and all of chefs trying John, to serve. how many days a year do you think the average person can eat at a Michelin-starred restaurant? And I'm not even talking about the money. Simply for the ability to digest that level of food. We do it all the time. Regular people don't. They want regular food. They want Kerry Simon's meatloaf. They want you bear. Yeah, you know, Carrie, I love Kerry, but his meatloaf isn't that good a meatloaf. It's not, okay? <laughs> it's pretty it's damn good. It's not that good. I mean, you know, I mean, Carrie I mean, is, I told Kerry once, if, if I had a last supper, Kerry Simon would be one of the guys I might want cooking it. The guy. You just worked, wouldn't eat anything at his restaurant. I wouldn't eat anything at his restaurant. <laughs> I wouldn't. You know, it's a good restaurant, but Kerry's just sort of going through the motions, you know? I have good friends who do that. My friend Laurent Turndale, who I love like a brother, you know, this guy could cook with anybody, but some, he prefers to do downscale food. It makes him money, but I think, again, he's like Yo-Yo Ma playing, uh, you know, playing on a background for a Tim McGraw album. So if, so if you had it, you would eat every, and by the way, a lot of people out there might like Tim McGraw. Well, well I don't. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um, so you would eat... You would eat Michelin-starred cuisine every day of the week if you no, had the choice? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, but I could eat French food half the time. Okay, so bistro food's okay with you? I love bistro food. Love bistro food. Okay, so as long as it's but my French favorite every snotty, day. you're okay with comfort food. <laughs> and you also love steakhouses. So maybe if it's French, snotty, or overpriced, you like it. You persist in thinking that I'm a snob. I like <laughs> Sloppy Joe's food as well as any... When's the last time you went to her food truck? Uh, she can swear, uh, maybe it was a month ago, maybe <laughs> six weeks ago. Yes, uh, I, okay. yeah, yeah. She does New Mexican. She, yeah, she, uh, she, she, well, I hate all cupcakes. So why'd you have one? Don't talk about cupcakes. Oh, I hate cupcakes. Cupcakes are the, we, you know, I got over cupcakes when I was 10. We okay? have a question from the much right. smarter okay. masses out there. All right, Scott. Uh, yeah, Bill wants to know if John were to create his own restaurant and one that was available to most folks, what would that look like? <laughs> It'd be empty. That's a great question. <laughs> well, I, I would have a no douchebag sign on the door, okay? <laughs> Number one, all right? That, we'd get that out of the way right away. So, but you know, I would but have clean a, shavenness would no, not okay. be a response. Well, well, what I would have, I would have a, a chef like Gary doing what I would call a, 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 a very much a bistro type menu. I mean, I, I like. The, uh, simple roast chicken and steak frites and things like that, just tweaked to where they kind of sing. You know, good vegetables, but done in a classic, 
uh, but a pure kind of way. Can that I point out that you've never had Gary's food because you were banned from the restaurant he used to work well, in? I know. Because I, you're such a rude bastard that they won't let you in his restaurant. You know, I, I, Gary didn't ban me from his restaurant. No, he didn't. And, his boss Andre did. Rochat banned me because he's a little jerk. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, so John, you want me to tell you? You want you want me to tell you something that'll, that'll get get the get the phones ringing here right here right We now. don't have any phones, but go for okay. it. Okay, all right. You want to tell me something? I would only I wouldn't say this if Gary was still working there because I have a lot of respect for the guy. Okay, but when Andre threw me out of his restaurant in 2000, I think it was, because I'd written this glowing review. I mean, it was, it was. If you ever read it, it's a thousand words of a BJ. Okay, and then in one, <laughs> in one paragraph, I say. I prefer you know, no words in my BJs. But. Okay. Well, it was in one paragraph. I write. I write. You know, uh, I asked the waitress if it was a frozen fish. It kind of tasted a little off, a little, you know, rethawed. And the waitress agreed it was frozen, said sheepishly. I said that. And I said, and he's getting $140 for a bottle of wine that really is worth about 50 Okay. He went ballistic on this. So when he throw, I go up to, to Alize, he sees me and he goes, you get out of my restaurant. You get out of mine. I didn't want you. I go. How many restaurants are you banned from? A few. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so he says this to me. He says this to me. And what he says is, uh, and, and then and he, I go, fine, Andre. I start to argue with him. He turns around to walk out, and he kind of leads me out, but he's in front of me. And he's walking towards the door. This is at 5.15 in the afternoon. The restaurant is empty. He had the worst B.O. I have ever <laughs> smelled on a human being in my life. Yeah, you don't get okay. this anybody else's okay. show, people. All right. You do okay. not get this anybody I mean, this else's was, this show. Was, this was dead horse uh, on top of a human refuse dump body odor. Scott, did okay. we have him sign a release that says right. I'm not responsible for anything that he says so like that? I have never been gone public with that. My girlfriend and maybe mm -hmm. Max Jacobson has heard that story, and no one else. I've okay. heard it about six times. Okay, well, now everybody has heard <laughs> it. Okay, so, and I, I remember thinking, Thanks for throwing me out, because if you get anywhere near the food that's coming out of the kitchen, I don't want your perfume. At, at the end of the day, though, you still, you don't like restaurants like Payman's. You don't like restaurants like Firefly. You don't like local restaurants where every Where they use cheap food eat. and they don't treat it with respect, yes. Jolene uses inexpensive food, and she makes it sing. Her New Mexican chilies are fabulous, but Payman's... Firefly I, cheap I, food. Okay. They they use low rent kitchen I talent. And they just, they just I got a question, and I I just want the public to answer this one. We well, got a photo up there that I sent you earlier, Scott. You know, John is singing the praises of Jolene, and because um, well, she's dropped dead gorgeous. In the meantime, John, who claims who went public and said he didn't like tattoos, posed for this picture. Do we have this? Uh, we don't. Uh, uh, no, it was a perfect picture. It you was, mean the one of me with the, well, well yeah. he's gorgeous. I mean, yeah, you know? with, with a hot girl with tattoos, you're right, fine. It's a hot girl. I'm okay with anything. So okay. you're a bigger lecher than you are a bigot, and you think that makes you well, okay. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Mr. Mancini. As, as, as cute as Jolene is, I would have interviewed her and not told her 18 times how beautiful she is, okay? You, I mean, I wanted to roll your tongue back in your head a few times when she was right here. I'm telling you. You're not doing anything to my tongue or my head. I'm, okay, I'm Scott, I'm, questions. <laughs> Uh, I think D. Bass is about ready to get into the thick of it here. Okay, he, he let's said, do it. Uh, he said, is LV Weekly comparable to John's writing skills, or is he slumming it? Shouldn't he be writing for a gourmet or something like that? Well, a, a I, fair question. You're writing for an alternative weekly. I write for an alternative weekly, but I kind of look alternative in weekly. <laughs> well, I'm writing where the money is. So, you know, if you want to know the truth, I mean, the, this town, I mean, the media, we, it was one thing I think you and I really do agree on. 
the, the, the food media in this town is woefully uh, ignored. Our, our, the RJ basically pays no attention to it at all. They have their reviewer who goes out and just reviews little breakfast places in Sun City. Crap. I actually want to get back to that. Okay, answer, okay. answer but, the gentleman's question or the lady's but question. But I'm not slumming it. But I'm trying to raise the level of what people do, you know, read it and think about food. Yeah, you're right. I, you know, if I had my dream job would be as the RJ restaurant reviewer, but they're so unredeemably lowbrow that how do you feel about they're never going to hire me. How do you feel? Now, let's just piss off everybody. How do you feel about the fact that the Review Journal is out there? It's got Heidi Napronella. I have nothing personally against her. She uses oh, she's a nice lady. far too many hyphens, but other than yeah. that, <laughs> no, and she's, and she's, she's, just, she's hyphen happy. She, she writes down to her audience but, because they're all the coupon clippers. But, you know, I was told by a Michelin-starred restaurateur that Heidi once said, I won't review your restaurant because my readers don't go there. If you are That's the paper that. of record... And I'm not going to say what restaurant it is, but let's just throw a couple of geese. She's never been to Geese Savoy. Gee, She's Robichon, never been there. No. Places like that. How can you be writing for the RJ and not go to restaurants like well, that? Well, yeah, because, and again, this is what our colleague, and I think we've talked about this in the book. Max says this all the time. Writer, writers should be trying to raise the level, or talk up to their audience, and, and say, like you say, you're trying to make great food accessible to the masses. Even in writing, you should say, look, you may be eating there, but, but aspire to something greater. You know, if you're going to eat chicken, don't eat payments. Don't, if you're going to eat a kebab, don't eat a payments kebab. There are better kebabs in town. I for think payments makes a good kebab. Okay. Well, that's okay. We won't argue about that. But I'm saying that, that yeah, that, that's a cop-out. That sounds exactly like something the RJ or would say or Heidi would yeah. say, and it's a complete cop-out. Yeah. I mean, the Review Journal is the New York Times of this town. Yeah, okay, sad. this town's not New York, but it is <laughs> oh, the New York Times of this town. And guys, if you're at the Review Journal, seriously, I, I have nothing against Heidi, but why don't you hire someone who actually feels like dining is an art form it, and is willing to bring it, it, it to that it's level. It's really not Heidi Napronella's fault. It, what it is, is it's the editors and the publisher of, of the RJ's fault. It's not her fault. She's being told to say things like that and review these little, these crappy little lunch places and yeah, say, okay, that's what her readers want to read about. Well, you know, she might have more readers if she wrote about a wider, if she covered food trucks, if she did, if she talked about everything from burgers to Joel Robichaud. I, I want to talk about another little online feud you and I are having because we Enough seem to have with about our feuds, five. Okay? No, it's not, no tattoos. You just talked about how DJing is not an art form today. You posted it on Facebook and how much it sucked. Now, I have right up on my website, it went up today. Go to almancini.net. Any of you, please go to the part okay. um, for Dining Invasion. I have Hubert Keller talking about how he brought DJs. I need a drink now. How, how Hubert Keller, this is yours. I poured it oh, for man. you. Well, you. I, I need more of a drink okay. now, okay? Hubert okay. Keller brought DJs into fine dining. Hubert is a friend of both of ours. We love Hubert. We've Hubert. seen him within the past love week. Him. He believed that DJ culture and fine dining could cross over. Now, why are you such an ass that you're just going to insult DJs for no good reason when people in the fine dining world have been embracing them for the better part of a decade? You know what you do, Al Mancini? What you do is you like... I quote you. Yes, you hate that. I you, know. You, you like to take something I say that's maybe a personal opinion and then think that I'm applying it in some broad brushstroke to everybody. I have a philosophical problem with DJs being music stars, because I don't think they do that much. What did I say? I think, well, don't you agree with this? What do they do? If DJs are stars, then waiters should be stars. So what would you say? Waiters, DJs just hand you the music and go, Jolene's a waitress. She's okay. a star. Right. Well, Joe, then Jolene should be on a billboard. She's good looking enough to be on a billboard. But I mean, Hey, roll your tongue back in your mouth. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, at least I don't have drool coming down my mouth like you did. 
Okay, uh, but uh, but all the all DJs do is just roll out the music that other people play. All waiters do is bring you music that the, the uh, food that someone else cooked, and and they're, they're these big stars. You know, DJ Master Sphincter is playing at Hard Rock this week. <laughs> you know, who gives a crap? So what would you say you to Hubert about bringing DJs into the dining room? I, I I think DJs after hours. Hubert gives the greatest party on earth, and I love Hubert's party. But I don't think this whole I'm a star. Ooh, look at me. Ooh, I got two well, turntables I can go back and forth between. That's the biggest bunch of crap I've ever John, heard. John, you know what? In the old days, in your day, you had to have an orchestra to have a band. And then rock and roll was invented because kids couldn't, couldn't afford an orchestra. They could only afford a guitar. Point well taken. And then eventually, hip-hop started because guys in the <sighs> certain neighborhoods could not afford a guitar, so they only had a, two turntables and a microphone. Okay? That's how... People that aren't as wealthy and snotty as you get to express themselves. And we've got a question. Uh, back to food, maybe. Uh, Maya wants to know, how do they feel about something like Spring Preserves or Hash House of Go-Go? Oh, you got to take that shot. Get a shot, get a shot of that. Um, yeah. I think, I think Spring's Preserve. I think, Wolf, Jerry. I think Wolfgang's doing a good job at Spring's Preserve. There's a nice way. It's pretty pedestrian, but it's okay. It is average food. Um, yeah. Now, how do I feel about Hash House of Go-Go? Honestly, I think the gimmick of making super retardedly gigantic food yeah. is a bit of a gimmick. I think the food there is decent. For once, we agree. Yes. Okay. Just a gimmick. It's just a gimmick. I mean, Americans love that crap with this, you know, overabundance of stuff. And, you know, all they do at the house of the go-go, they, they just make this giant everything, and they put a big rosemary Big spray. giant rosemary spray right in the middle like, of everything, Whoa, man. Cooking! I'd like to see what Gary and Jolene, <laughs> gourmet! We have a... For your rosemary, you could yeah. not you could not cook one of those dishes on a food truck. You could, you no, could, you could not. Yeah. It would just be too it's big. It's ridiculous. You'd need a food so, bus. So what, so what was it? What was the question again? What do we think about Springs Preserve and Hash House of Go? Well, I think they're okay, but I mean, I, I would never send anyone. As much as I love Wolf's restaurants, I think he does a great job. It's probably the, the my least favorite of all of his stores in town. I like the fact that much like most of his places, it is sustainable. It is cruelty free. Yeah. If you're going to be at a, um, if you're going to be at a park, we don't talk about that now. If you're going to be at a park and your kids are petting the bunnies, I'd like to know that the rabbit I'm eating didn't die a horrible, horrible death. All animals die. You know, we murder them all. They don't have to die horribly. But they, we murder them all. Why yes. do we? Why do some murders okay and others not? Okay, here's the deal, dude. If I were like, I watched um, a TV show the other night where they covered a guy in fire ants and let the fire ants bite him to death, or if they shot you quietly back in the head, which way would you rather die? All Thank right. you, Scott. <laughs> Did we I, have another question? As long as I can say or Jerry Rome, it wouldn't matter. Hey, you know what? Actually, I mean, our good friend, mutual friends, Gina Bernardo, Gary, and um, and Brian Howard have yeah. all shared pigs I've that seen, were I've, I've that were raised together and slaughtered together, yeah. and they they were. Well, I, I heard. Um, can we get cut to Gary? Gary, they were actually um, fed wine the day before you slaughtered that pig, right? Oh, uh, he's not Mike. So just shake your head yes or no. Yes, yes. yes <laughs> he shakes yes. his head yes. Well, all chefs, I think, wait, wait. have... There you go. All great chefs, I think all chefs have a real abiding uh, respect for the animals. They, they, I mean, they, they, I mean I, I've never known a chef who, like, like, the, like the Indians used to do, you know, where they would pray over a dead deer or a dead cow they, or buffalo. So, so Gary, I think all chefs have that attitude toward the animals. If you, it, yeah, yeah. For inviting me on that trip. Tino's the man. Yeah, and, and you guys slaughtered the pig, but you made sure it was done humanely. And, and, and you know why, people? It's because humanely slaughtered animals taste better. It isn't because I'm a sweetheart and a nice guy. It is because of the fact that the endorphins that their bodies put off when, you're, when they're going to slaughter in a you know painful... You who gets my endorphins running? 
Jolene. Put your tongue back in your mouth. Scott, another question, please. The, uh, the chat is like, could those two just kiss and make up? Because it's making us uncomfortable. No, Nate wants to know, John, what's your local uh, favorite restaurant that most people don't know about? Ooh, now that's a good question. You want to uh, talk about off-the-strip joints? I think, I think you're talking about off-the-strip, because our on-the-strip stuff is so. J&J Szechuan on Spring Mountain Road. J&J Szechuan on Spring Mountain Road is uh, a little place. It's right near Spring Mountain and Jones. The Szechuan food there is outstanding. I was there the other day, and I, a bunch of people from Lotus of Siam, a bunch of Thai people were in there, and they were eating there. I mean, the, the, the steamed fish with red chilies, the, the crispy intestines. I mean, it's, it's just Chinese food on a whole different Can level. I throw a couple other names out? I know that you didn't ask me, whoever that was, but um, Forte, I think we both love. Forte, we love. Beautiful. Um, China Mama, of yeah, course. It was, it was either, but, but everybody knows about that. I think they, were, they wanted like an obscure one. I mean, yeah. give me an obscure one. That um, I saw you. I don't think enough people know about soyo. Soyo is, is great. Soyo yeah. is great Korean food. In fact, the chefs have adopted soyo the way they adopted raku a few yes. years ago. Exactly. So a few answers. Yeah. Anyway, guys, seriously, as much as I hate this bastard, he is a smart don't bastard. Listen, don't listen and, to him. Um, don't listen to him. <laughs> yeah, we're having a great night. I got to get back. I'm doing a little work for charity tonight, and I'd love for the rest of you people to do a little work for charity. Come out to Dish of Las Vegas at the Palm School. I'll swing by there right now to say hi. And if I, if, as soon as I finish this bottle. Bottle of Cellar Jerry. Cellar Jerry. And you know what we're auctioning off though, John? I mean, this, this is important. We've got a book, copy of Eating Las Vegas, 2011. It's yep. signed not only by the authors, it's signed by Guy Savoie, yep. it's signed by Pierre Gagnier, it's signed by Rick Moonen, it is signed by um, Joel Robichon. I mean, about 10 or 12 people have signed the book. And if you bid on that book, you also get two tickets to the release party. And how badass was our release party yeah. last year, man? Well, well I actually, mean, we had Joel Robichon cooking for us. This year, we're having Gisevois personally cooking. I mean, I mean, it's going to be November 14th, two tickets. I can't even invite my friends. Gary yeah. and Jolene aren't even on the guest list. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's two tickets that are going to happen if you come well, by Jolene the auction. Well, get on the guest list. But, you know, I think she has too much dignity for that. <laughs> I hope you were referring to yourself, Mr. I've been divorced three times. Now I know why. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. All right, here's to you, my man. Sorry for boring everybody with our personal squabbles, but I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm Al Mancini. This is Top of the Food Chain. Buy, buy our book, Eating Las Vegas, the 50 Essential Restaurants. Check John out online, eatinglv.com. Almancini.net. Almancini.net. we got tons of stuff going on, and you can actually go and watch you Bear Keller talk about DJing and prove what an ass John is. I'm going to start dancing. Cheers.